Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Mojo in the corridors of blood. Episode six: The Devil's Experiment. Are you sitting comfortably, dear, dear listener? I must warn you, this episode is not one to be taken lightly or to be listened to on the move. Thrills and unspeakable horrors await, and I would hate for you to faint or to suffer an injury or indignity out on the streets. So please, for both our sakes, get yourself somewhere safe, pour yourself a drink, and I will continue. We open this time in Valdemar's laboratory. The ghouls are still in their cage, and Valdemar and Sojo are about to begin the procedure. The two of them are now fully clad in surgical garb, complete with masks that cover their mouths. The two operating tables have been wheeled in close to each other. Between them, the surgical tools have been organized and laid out. A third table is covered with bizarre, mad scientist equipment, which is flashing and sparkling. Both Mojo and Martler have been strapped down and lay under sheets, which have been pulled up to their chins, their heads having been roughly shaved by Sojo, who has left them with a variety of cuts and bloody scratches. Valdemar flexes. Sojo, I'm ready. The pen, if you please. Sojo hands the doctor a big magic marker pen, and he draws a dotted line around the forehead of Martlor. Now, Sojo, bitter experience has taught us that we must complete the swap of brains before an hour has elapsed. After such a period of time, the brain cells that harbour the capacity for violence degrade rapidly, and our assassin will be a drooling pacifist. We have only one shot at this, my friend. We dare not fail. The doctor puts down the pen and checks his handiwork. The bone saw, quickly! Sojo hands him the evil-looking piece of equipment, and Valdemar starts up. Stand back, my primate henchman. This will get rather messy. He leans in with the bone saw and slices into Martlor's head. Blood sprays everywhere, splattering Valdemar and showering Sojo. The chimp seems quite excited by this, and he dances a little jig through the red rain. Soon, Valdemar has finished his gruesome task. Valdemar pulls the top off Martlor's head and places it in a steel basin. He puts on the bone saw and reaches into the gaping wound. With some effort, he pulls out the brain, dripping with blood. He carries a horrid trophy over to a table and carefully drops it into a container filled with thick pink goo. He pushes a couple of wires into the goo and throws a switch. Instantly, electricity flows in sparks and the brain itself appears to twitch. Valdemar claps his hands together. A hit! A very palpable hit! The operation was a complete success! He returns to the table, hands on hips. He checks his watch. Right, we have exactly 57 minutes to remove the chimp's brain and replace it with that of this perverted fool. By my calculations, it will take 10 minutes to accomplish this, followed by another 16 minutes to bond the human brain with the simian body. That leaves us with 31 minutes. What is the average delivery time for Fat Simon's Pizza? <coughs> 25 minutes? Excellent! Excellent! That will give us approximately 6 minutes to eat the pizza before completing the operation. Quick, Sojo! The phone! Suddenly, the large television screen flickers into life and the dark figure appears. Valdemar and Sojo turn from their bloody work and face their patron. 
Ah, Patron, uh, excellent, excellent timing. We are now, even now, in the process of creating another assassin. He stands aside, gesturing towards the gory mess on the table. The dark figure peers at the scene and nods slightly. Everything going according to plan, maggot doctor? Exactly to plan, my liege. The human brain has been removed, and even now we are preparing to insert it into this fine, aggressive-looking host chimp. Valdemar, you fool! Is that monkey wearing lipstick? Is that rouge on him? Explain yourself! In the background, unnoticed by any of the evildoers, Mojo begins to wake up. Ah, uh, Hefe, I'm, I'm afraid Sojo is to blame for the state of the specimen. It has been a long time since he has known intimacy, and so I granted him time alone with this other chimp before the operation. Sojo is a perverse, twisted fiend, and was forced to resort to creating this grotesque parody of the female form and to fulfill himself properly. Sojo takes great offense, and he starts to shriek, swiping at Valdemar. The two engage in a brief scuffle. Meanwhile, Mojo frees himself from his bonds and he sits up. He takes in his surroundings, realizes that this is not a place he wants to be, and he slips off the table. Valdemar, you might find it difficult to perform your operation without a chimp. Your bumbling has allowed him to escape. Valdemar and Sojo stop their fight and look around in horror at the empty table. My god, Sojo, quick, quick, find that monkey, we need that chimp. Sojo casts off his surgical gown, still dressed in his white tuxedo beneath. He pulls on his pistol and begins to hunt for Mojo, screeching with rage. <laughs> it appears that you failed me, Valdemar, you dolt! And as well you know, this is most unacceptable. Prepare your worthless self to feel my fury. Valdemar backs off, holding up his hands. The dark figure seems to grow in stature, and we can almost feel the rage emanating from his evil presence. Master, please! All is not lost! The beast could not have gone far! My hen chimp will have him back on the table within minutes! Mere minutes! I will show you mercy, Valdemar, but beware. My patience will only last for uh, one hour. After that, you will die! Horribly, I might add! Over by the wall, Sojo screeches to get the doctor's attention. <laughs> Valdemar rushes over. What is it? Quick, tell me! Our hides depend upon the recovery of that thrice-cursed ape! Sojo lifts up the ventilation grill and gestures into the darkness. He has picked up Mojo's trail. Without waiting, he bounds off into the shadows. Godspeed, my hairy friend! Come back with that chimp, or not at all! On the other side, Jones is behind the wheel of his car, speeding through the streets towards the hospital. Hunched over the wheel, he's got to do what a guy has got to do. Jones arrives at the hospital, still dressed in drag, and he sneaks through the main door, keeping to the shadows as best he can. Thankfully, it's mostly empty, and there's no sign of the receptionist. Though less fortunately, Bobby Hard and the sex crew are slumped on plastic chairs, groaning and nursing their injuries from the battle with the ghouls. <laughs> Pete's crew is sporting several nasty gashes to the head, and Thomas Van Manhood has been generally mauled and gnawed upon. Animal Spurt seems to have escaped unscathed and is dozing quietly, sleeping the untroubled sleep of the mentally unfathomable. 
Bobby Hard looks around wearily. Can we get some fucking help here now? Jones leaves his lurking place in the shadows, heading across the linoleum floor of the reception. He attracts the attention of Bobby Hard, who gives a low whistle. Oh, mama, that's right. Show me what you're working with. Unsure of how to react, Jones moves slowly towards the door, kicking at one of his heels and what he hoped was a playful but non-committal bit of flirting. Woo! Look here, boys, we got us a sweetheart! Pete Screw tries his best to join in with the fun with a lascivious howl, but he only succeeds in coughing up a mouthful of thick blood. Thomas Van Manhood can't even manage to lift his head. Animal Spirit sleeps on. Bobby Hard gestures at Jones. Now see what you've done. You get over here, right now, and you give these poor fellows some sucker. Caught off guard and out of options, Jones turns around slowly to face Bobby Hard, his arms folded across his chest. Bobby Hard blushes and coughs. <coughs> yeah, I, I knew it. You thought you could get away from us, huh? We ain't settled yet. Not by a long ways. Now what happened to your ugly friend? He around here someplace? Uh, I sure, Bobby. They're here someplace. Just, you know, just fuck's sake, man. Give it a rest for once, huh? Jones turns and heads for the door. Is that so? Well, why don't you sit down here with us for a while and explain just what the fuck was going on back at your place? I'd love to, Bobby. Really. But the thing is, I've got to get Mojo, my chimp. Bobby Hard looks up and down at his injured sex crew, who are clearly in no fit state for anything, and he sighs. He slumps back in his chair and waves magnanimously. Well, all right, you just run along now. But don't forget, we still need to talk about a thing or two. Jones doesn't need telling twice. He gives Bobby a quick salute, who unexpectedly returns it, and Jones heads into the depths of the hospital. Not far away, Mojo is scuttling through the ventilation ducts, desperately trying to find a way out. He passes a couple of rooms, looks in, but sees nothing. On the third one he peers into, he strikes gold, realising that he's found Frank's room. Inside the room is dark, and Frank is sleeping. There's a noise from the ventilation duct near the ceiling, and Mojo rolls out, narrowly missing the bed and landing on the floor with a painful thud. He moans and pulls himself up onto the bed. Seeing that Frank is asleep, he sets about trying to wake him. Oh, Masha, Masha, ain't you a caution? Frank is in the manner of some dream, but Mojo grabs him by the lapels of his hospital pyjamas and starts to shake him frantically, looking around, all the while checking for signs of danger. Frank awakes, coming face to face with a mad-looking chimp with smeared makeup. Mojo! How'd you get in here? Mojo starts pointing up at the ventilation ducts, oh, chattering oh. with fear. <laughs> what the hell were you doing up there? Where's Jones? What's that left legs? Mojo starts jumping up and down, hitting Frank's legs and causing the poor guy some pain. He pushes the chimp back off the bed, but Mojo leaps straight back up. Frank notices that Mojo is in pretty bad shape, and he starts to realise that something is very wrong. Shit! Who did this to you? Someone in the hospital? Mojo nods and points back up at the ventilation ducts. He launches into an impression of the ghouls, putting his arms out like a zombie. Zombies? Are you sure? 
Get my crutches. Mojo passes him one of the crutches. But before they can leave, Bobby and Sherry burst into the room, looking very angry. Bobby points at Mojo in surprise. It's that old monkey again! Frank holds out his hands to plead his innocence. Whoa, whoa, this is nothing to do with me. I can't believe you to bring that goddamn thing back here. It's not like that. Look at him. He's taking a kicking. This chimney's medical attentions. Mojo jumps back onto the bed and starts swinging with the other crutch, his eyes wild. Seriously, there's something spooky shit's going on in the hospital. The nurses look completely unimpressed, having clearly been pushed too far by the earlier antics, and they're at the end of their tethers. Bobby leans out of the door, looking around. Where the hell is Beaumont? Security! The hospital security should be the least of their concerns. For not far away, perilously close in fact, Sojo is crawling through the ventilation ducts in pursuit of Mojo. He is a very embodiment of rage, his pistol cocked and ready. It can surely only be seconds before he gets to Frank's room. Beaumont is slumped in a seat in the corridor, a couple of empty coffee cups on the floor, drool dripping from his mouth, and he's sleeping on the job. The silence is shattered as Jones bursts through the double doors, waking up the security guard. Jones is a horrible sight, his hair wild, his eyes crazed, wearing his ripped dress and smeared makeup. Beaumont jumps to his feet and takes a couple of steps back, fumbling for his nightstick. Understandably, he doesn't recognise the mad-looking figure before him. You stay right there! State your goddamn business! Jones is out of breath and in a mad panic. He runs towards Beaumont, babbling nonsense loudly. I ain't paid to deal with the unholy. Beaumont turns heel and sprints up the corridor, Jones in hot pursuit. Back in Frank's room, Mojo is still swinging the crutch around and looking frenzied, while Frank tries to calm the nurses down without any success. Bobby leans out the door and calls for security again. She turns back into the room just as Beaumont hurtles past, holding onto his hat with one hand. He hollers as he flees. Run for your lives, it's the reckoning! Jones arrives at the door and leans on the doorframe, gasping for breath. <sighs> Mojo is overjoyed to see his pal, dropping his weapon and bounding into Jones's arms, knocking the exhausted guy flat to the floor. Mojo chatters with relief. Oh, Mojo, you're okay. I thought I'd lost you. Jones picks himself off the floor, holding Mojo in his arms. Frank is confused. Yes, how'd you get here so fast? He pauses for a second, taking in his friend's brief appearance. Isn't that one of Cameron's stresses? Jones steps into their room, putting Mojo back onto the end of the bed. <sighs> Look, it's a long story, but when we're done here, we owe Bobby Hart a six-pack of pain, eh? He addresses the room. We're back in my place, when a whole bunch of, I, I don't know, fucking ghouls or something burst in. They beat me up, grab Mojo, led by some evil, evil chimp bastard dressed up like Casablanca. And not a chimp? Aye, and this guy was Nay Dunstan. A little bastard even had a gun. When I came to, I found this. He shows him the hospital tag. Sherry snatches it out of his hand. This guy went missing from the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Suddenly, the ventilation girl crashes open, and Sojo is revealed. 
He screeches menacingly and waves his pistol a couple of times. The two nurses scream and Mojo jumps off the bed, hurrying behind Jones for protection. Sojo aims his derringer at Jones and is about to fire when Frank swipes at him with his crutch, knocking him off balance and making him miss by mere centimetres. The evil chimp looks genuinely affronted that these fools would try to stop him. He swipes in the air a few times and retreats back into the darkness. I take it that was the missing link? Aye, that was him. Vicious wee bastard. We have to call the police! That thing is loose in the hospital! Uh, we've already tried. He, we're on our own here, I'm afraid. You said you were ghouls, right? Oh, oh I Ghouls are plenty. Psycho's a fucking go-go. Then why are we still here? I'm certain they would all be heading for the hills if they knew what evil was lurking too, too close. Back in his lab, Valdemar is clearly losing it, pacing around, occasionally kicking out at inanimate objects, while in the background, the dark figure taunts him from the screen. Time is running out, my limp lackey. You try my patience. Valdemar does not answer, but checks his watch and keeps pacing. Do you hear me, oh my impotent minion? This is the last time you are permitted to fail me. Valdemar continues to pace, but now with a slight twitch. It is obvious that he is growing in anger towards the dark figure as he is mocked. Perhaps the fault is mine. Perhaps I should expect such unskilled and sloppy method from so poor a scientist. This is the last straw for the good doctor. The dark figure has hit him where it hurts. Valdemar grabs a crowbar from the junk on the table and raises it towards the TV screen, his face a mask of crazed anger. A poor scientist? Me? Valdemar? I think not. You insult my dignity. This, I can stand. You mock my sexual abilities. Again, I let it slide. But to question my skills as a scientist, this I cannot allow to pass. After all I have given up for your hideous crusade, I'm afraid, sir, I must demand an apology. He points the crowbar towards the TV in a manner most threatening. The dark figure bursts into mean laughter, doubling up with the force of a... <laughs> This only serves to infuriate the good doctor yet further, and he steps towards the screen, violence clearly in mind. Before he can strike, Sojo bursts into the room through the ventilation room. The chimp is in a state of extreme agitation. See? Your underling returns empty-handed. The final nail in your coffin has been hammered. Sojo throws his empty pistol to the ground and chatters angrily to Valdemar, gesticulating wildly. <laughs> What? They dare stand against you? Escape? Never! The doctor's anger takes over and he slams his hand. A line must be drawn here. All must die. Sojo, release the ghouls. Sojo shrieks in ghastly triumph and he rushes over to the cage. He fumbles with the lock, desperate to unleash the fiendish creatures within. Valdemar throws his arms in the air and howls insanely. Inferno! Inferno! Bring me the chimp! Kill the rest! Sojo unlocks the cage and the ghouls spill out, whooping and screeching in chimp-like fashion. The evil chimp pauses to reload his derringer and scuttles to the front of the mob. He flings open a secret door and runs into the tunnel. Gun held high as the creatures follow, hungry for carnage. This is your last throw of the dice, Valdemar. Waste it at your peril. The dark figure disappears in the cloud of smoke, and the TV goes dead. 
leaving his threat hanging heavy in the air. Valdemar is beyond caring, throwing his head back and shrieking with crazed laughter as the zombies head into the shadows. <laughs> inferno, Inferno! Valdemar has quite clearly gone insane. Or insaner, if there is such a word. Who knows what a mad scientist like him will do when he plunges over the edge and into violent madness. A horde of ghouls unleashed in a respectable hospital, led by a mad monkey on a mission of evil? My god! And who is this dark figure who seems as keen to mock Valdemar as he does to achieve his own mysterious evil end? It is almost too much. And yet please calm yourself and join me for the next time, for the final, yes, the final episode of Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. <laughs>